Good morning and or evening, everybody. How are you? This is Tangent. I'm Jack. I guess now we know why I usually start off the episode. Wow, it wasn't that bad, was it? Good, good morning. Did you did you mean to say that, or did you catch yourself and then say and or evening? Why well, we release these at like nine a.m. normally, unless you're in charge. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> hey, now it was one time, one it's, time. Yeah, it's a it's a hundred percent of the times you've. <laughs> true. Anyway, I'm Jack. Austin and Ryan are here as well. Howdy doody. As is tradition. And boys, it is a pleasure to be here with you today. Indeed, it is. It is bitterly cold. Oh, yeah, dude. It's hot in my apartment, but dang, it is cold outside. The heat in my building at work went out. I don't know if it went out yesterday or today, but it was flipping cold the whole day in there. It was so bad. Are you feeling the polar vortex down in your neck of the woods, Austin. The polar vortex, huh? Oh yeah, we dropped like 40 degrees in one night. It is currently, let's see what the temperature is, 18 degrees outside right now. We got some snow today, but I don't think it'll stick for very long. We have uh, 30 to 40 mile an hour per winds with 60 mile an hour gusts here. And I think that's what's yeah, making it so dang cold. It's crazy it's not, windy. It's not that bad. Um, we're going to be in the 30s for the next like five days, and then we go back up to 40s. So not yeah. too not too terrible here. Well, hopefully it's uh, it's good temperature wherever you guys may be. And uh, all that good stuff. I like rain. I want to rain. I don't like wind. We need though. some hardcore snow. No, 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 no. Just rain. I don't I have, like the snow, but we need it. I have my uh, first tea time of the year in Moab on Saturday, so I hope it warms up a little bit by then. I think you'll be fine. It's Moab. <laughs> Dude, All right. It's cold there today. You're cold there. So do we have anything? Do we have a drink today? Uh, Did you go get a drink? I I just got it the last with the last week's one because it was like a two for oh, three the- deal. Was it the uh, lemonade thing? Yeah, yeah. If you don't have it, we can save it for next time. I don't. Okay, next time. I'm going to drink the rest of my Rockstar Punch then. Today, choice. I had a Rockstar Recovery uh, orange. Way good. Rockstar Recovery. Oh, oh yeah. No, those are freaking good. That one and the lemonade one, they're both top-notch. I have I a lemonade tried, like, one. I tried like two or three Rockstars. The punch is my got favorite. One in my fridge right now. It's good, dude. It's real good. Um, well, let's let's get right into this, shall we? What do what do you boys here know about what is known as the fifty first area? Uh, the fifty first area, I believe that is uh, Puerto Rico, if I am not mistaken. It's the, that's the fifty first. Uh, what do they call it? Territory. (laughs) It's a territory. Anyway, uh, Area 51. That's today's episode, as you can probably tell by the episode of some sort. Now, here's the thing. I've been doing research the last few days on this. I'm not sure we can fit everything in here in one episode. 
I could really on Bob Lazar at all. I was thinking about it. Yes, Bob Lazar is a big part of it. But that seriously, Bob Lazar could be his own episode. Oh, completely. Not even not even Area Fifty One. Just Bob Lazar. Anyway, so I was gonna do like a Spark Notes, just kind of give it all, but I kind of don't want to. I kind of want to touch on the history of it, and then Bob Lazar after that, and then maybe we can do another part two down the line about like some of the theories and stuffs going on. Because there's we some crazy stuff. Harder. Maybe even three. Who knows? But like, yeah, that's down the line. Maybe I'll maybe for my next one in four weeks I'll cover it again. We'll see. I don't know. But uh, let's get started on this. Okay. Area fifty one. Aliens, right? That's what everyone associates I, it with. UFOs. Well, ev everyone knows that the real Area 51 is right field at the Seattle Mariners ballpark. <laughs> what world are you talking about? Area 51, they always called right field Area 51 because Ichiro Suzuki played right field and he was number 51. And he's like one of the best outfielders ever. Nerd. Just kidding. I just don't care about baseball. Anyway, I did not know that. Very fun fun fact. Speaking of the name of Area 51, you guys know why they call it Area 51? Independence Day. What? No. They mention it on Independence Day. That's where they go get the, yeah, no, no, the no, no, no. spaceship and everything. That's not why. That's not why. The real reason is nobody knows why, for sure. So, let's start from right, th right at the beginning. <laughs> So, <laughs> that was a build up to nothing. Yeah, no. Very that's, that's, that's my job is to build you up uh -huh. and then just di disappoint. That's my job. Well, you do a you do a great job of disappointing. I will say that. I got you. Okay, so uh, Area Fifty One is a was, the original area was six miles by ten miles and uh, was located in what's the place called? Groom Lake. Well, just 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 north. Anyway. So maybe they call it Area 51 because 6 times 10 is 60. I don't follow you. Ah, I'm not getting it either. Anyway. Um, and the the box of six, and a, 6 by 10 miles was originally called the Groom Box. And some people just refer to it as the box. I did not know this, but it has... I did know it. You can't fly over it. You know, like, airspace is restricted. But it's is restricted. It like a, was it an Air Force base? Yes, originally. Okay. Well, no. Not originally. But yes, originally. But anyway. Um, they have restricted airspace up to space. Like, literally space. Anything Dang. below space, you cannot go over it. Now, it's, how, it's how far is... I don't mean to get into astrophysics, but how far does, does space go from no, Earth? No idea. Probably like the 200 miles or something like that. I don't remember. Basically, what I'm getting is if there's like a, a satellite that goes over, are they just shooting it down or what? Well, satellite... No, satellite is in space, so... No, I wonder if any, it's the uh, the Carmen anything, line. Anything space and below is restricted airspace. Even for military, they said. 
Commercial mm. and military, you can't fly over it. The only flying that's ava- allowed is any testing that is being done by Area 51. Nothing else. Interesting. Um, and let's see. Originally, it was the Atomic Energy Commission, the AEC, set up this place. And it had a nim- numbering grid because they used this deserty area of... Uh, Nevada as atomic research, you know, just in case something went wrong, you know, thousands of people didn't die. Anyway, they had a numbering system. So, talking about atomic research, like bombs, or yeah. doing like... So, bomb research, uh, like nuclear bunker research, like you know, things for bombs and things to prevent against bombs and protect us from bombs. Like, anything atomic related. And this is a government thing. Um, they had a numbering grid system for the area, and what was strange is that Area 51, like, they all have, like, there's Area 1, there's Area 2, there's Area 3, and it goes up to, I don't know what it goes up to, actually, it doesn't, I didn't actually see that, but. So are all these areas contained within Groom Lake? Like, are they all in this 6 by 10 mile thing, or is that strictly Area 51? That's strictly Area 51. Okay. But Area 51 is adjacent to Area 15. So some people might think just because it's adjacent, it's mirrored to it. So they mirrored it over and get 51 instead of 15. Or the other thing is that um, the, the more likely of the two theories about it is that the Atomic Energy or the Atomic Energy Commission basically just said, well, let's pick a number that's high enough that we'll never get to in our actual areas. So, like, would you quit messing with your freaking camera? (laughs) Nope. I got this weird beam of light coming down. I'm trying to fix it. It looks holy. You look holy. Uh... And so, basically, they were like, let's just pick a number high enough that it'll never interfere with the other numbers and they're like well maybe we'll get up to 50 so let's just choose 51 that's the other so thing, where's so. where's area 15 in relation to 51 let's see area 15 looks like las vegas here's my question it is las vegas no if nothing can fly over area 51 then how do we have google maps of it because satellites don't count. Okay. It's in space, again. <laughs> Guys really don't seem to be grasping this space thing. We should get I, our buddy Brad to fly his drone over Area 51 and see what also, happens. Also very, very not a good idea. Let's see. Oh, there's I... a place called the Horny Airport. What? Oh, Homie Airport. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. You're uh you're teaching these days? <laughs> yep. <laughs> teaching reading. Oh jeez, it is not a very good uh, pattern. Uh so if you google AEC areas Nevada and then go to images, the first one shows all the areas, I think. I'm trying to find area 15. There's so many. Uh, 
Oh, I don't see her. Oh, there is Area 15. So Area 15's in the upper right. I don't know how that relates to Nevada itself. It's part of the Nevada Test and Training Range, apparently. But uh, Area 51 would be right to the right of that. Gotcha. At least the original one, which has since been very, very elongated. Anyway, so do you guys know what the original intention of... So that was like the Area 51, like original intention kind of thing. But then when it actually became like a government secret base, do you know what the main thing was for that? And this is when it became an Air Force base. What's that? It was to... Mm. Oh, yeah, we, we lost you there for the a second. The B-2 bomber and the... Nah, I just quit talking while you were... Oh, no, the B-2 bomber is a little bit further down the line. The original oh, okay. is for the U-2. The Lockheed oh, U-2. Right, U-2. Uh, and it was under... It was uh, established in 1955... And it's Project Aquatone is what it was called. It was ooh, to ooh. develop the Lockheed U-2 strategic reconnaissance, reconnaissance aircraft. They basically wanted a an aircraft that couldn't be detected by radar. And this needed to be mm-hmm. super, super secret for obvious reasons. Because this is, you know, for warfare, basically. And if, they, if enemies knew we had a plane that couldn't be seen by radar it would do something about it so i that's... love i love that when i search project aquatone what comes up <laughs> is like 50 percent planes 50 percent uh doing water aerobics <laughs> nice that's a good water aerobic team name aqua the aquatones anyway so Let's see, it says Project Director Richard M. Bissell Jr. understood that the flight test and the pilot training programs could not be conducted at Edwards Air Force Base or Lockheed's Palmdale facility, given the extreme secrecy surrounding the project. Conducted the search for a suitable testing site for the U-2 under extreme security as the rest of the project. And that's where Area 51 came to be. And for the longest time, the CIA actually denied the existence of Area 51, probably for obvious reasons. Get out! Yep. They denied it? Yeah. Well, if the CIA said it, it must be true. The U-2 project then evolved into the Oxcart program, which was for the Lockheed A-12 and other anti-radar studies. And that then... I would I could go into each one of these, but this isn't a, you know, plain podcast... That then, uh, after that, they researched the D-21 tag board. Um, After that, it became foreign technology evaluation. Uh, Okay, so the the A-12 ox cart is like the precursor to the SR-71. Yes. And after they did all that, they... I don't know why they named them this way. During the Cold War... uh, one of the missions carried out by the United States was a test and evaluation of captured Soviet flight carry flight aircraft, fighter aircraft. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. So basically, if they were to capture Russian planes or aircraft or 
maybe wreckage or I don't know what exactly. They take it to Area 51 to research it and see what they did, had that we didn't and, you know, that kind of stuff. The, so the uh, UFOs are Russian? At in, During the cold, the 1960s, yes. <clears throat> uh, they did this under the names Have Donut, don't know why, Have Drill, and Have Fairy. Whoever comes Wait. up with these names is... So, if they're saying they have Donut, that means that they have a Russian plane? No, Have Donut is an MIG 21F13. That was just the, the program for it, was Have Donut. I, don't ask me why, I didn't look into it that much. Um, And then it kept on going that way. Now, things get a little suspicious from then on around what year well all of the years let's let's say first i'm gonna bring up we're not gonna go into it this is its own episode but i'm gonna bring up the uh roswell uh ufo probably the most the famous most notable ufo event ever and you can look it up. We could probably go over it another time, but that's a whole episode in itself. But it boils down to that there's a farmer, and he believes he saw a what he called a flying disc. And this is before like UFOs were like mainstream, like uh, pop culture, pop culture kind of thing. So like he didn't even know what UFOs were, but he just said he saw something that looked like a disc flying crash into his yard, his farm, made like a huge like 300 foot crater, not crater, but whole crash site in his farm he called the police to come look at it and the police were like i have no idea what this is so they had to call it the military and the military came in with big armored trucks and basically said you need to go back inside loaded up all the debris and we're out of there and he never heard about it ever again kind of thing now that is what people say is the real beginning of Area 51, where they took all of this aircraft to be studied and examined. There, but what's weird is that was in 1947, I believe Roswell was, and they didn't open Area 51 until like 55. So that doesn't track with me, seeing as it was like 10 years before even Area 51 was officially a thing, but who knows, maybe it was a thing before we knew it. Um, but what I thought was interesting was, did you ever know that, uh, uh, Area 51 got sued? For what? By who? Uh, let's see. The widows of contractors Walter Kazza and Robert Frost sued the United States Air Force in Area Robert 51. Robert Frost sounds familiar. I think he's like he was a writer. Yeah, but not that Robert what? Frost. Yeah, that's got it. He wrote the two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled. I believe is the uh, wow the saying. Quote it. Somebody went to college. I just did. <clears throat> that's two a very, roads. It's a very short poem. <laughs> two roads diverged in a wood. So and I took the road less traveled. So oh, what in happened? Yellow wood. Okay, oh sorry. Word. Go, as go much ahead. as I love poetry. Let's see. Uh, 
Uh, see, they alleged that they had been present when large quantities of unknown chemicals had been burned in open pits and trenches near Area 51. So, basically what it came down to was that, uh, oh, here, I'll even tell you, uh, biochemists analyzed biopsies from some bodies because two people died and many more got sick and found high levels of dioxin, dibenzofuran, and triclorithylene. Wow, I have no idea. In their body fat. Uh, the complaints alleged that they had sustained liver, skin, and respiratory injuries due to their work at Groom that they had contributed that contributed to the deaths of Frost and Kaza. Kaza? I don't know. You said Zofran? Z-O-F-R-A-N? Dibin Zofran. D-I-B-E-N-Z-O-F-U-R-A-N. Oh, okay. Never mind then. And then, so what happened was basically these are contractors, and I guess they were helping with work there? Doesn't exactly say. But, like, five people got sick, and then two people died. And they said, like, yeah, they were finding, like, bad chemicals, like, in their skin. Like, whatever they're doing there, it involves bad stuff, like, for the environment, for people, for everything. So they sued. And... Basically what happened, there, there's a little bit more than this, but it basically just came down that Bill Clinton, who was the president at the time, this is 1994, Bill Clinton basically signed a bill saying that Area 51 was not accountable for, or basically could not be charged and was not held to the same standards as the rest of the world when it comes to environmental issues. So they had immunity, basically. Yeah, basically they had immunity to this kind of crap. What happens on Area 51 stays on Area 51. Yeah, it's just like, hey, they're doing some bad crap. It killed people. It's probably going to kill the environment. Maybe have bad stuff for the air and the plants and stuff like that. And they're just like, nope, it's fine. You can't sue them anymore. They have immunity. <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, which is, you know, super weird. I mean, they basically just sued for... Sought compensation for injuries, claiming the Air Force had illegally handled toxic materials that, and that the EPA had failed its duty to enforce the Resource Conversation, Conservation and Recovery Act, which governs the handling of dangerous materials. It says they just sued for compensation. They could have just given them money, you know? And the whole thing would have been done with. Eh, well, maybe not. They still have to deal with the environmental stuff for people. But they were just like, nope. <laughs> it's all done. Government give people money? What? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Unless you got a Whoa, you cut out there you, for a second. Say it again. If you got a baby's daddy, then you can get money up the yin yang. Yeah. I forgot some key parts. I just want to. I don't care what the elevation of Area 51 is. I just know that it's no longer that 6x10 mile. Uh, I apparently did not write it down what it is now, but they've expanded, I think, like, three or four different times now. They would, like, buy out the land. And by buy out, I mean they, like, forced the people off their land and said, here's money, this is our land now kind of thing. It looks like now it is 23 miles by 25 miles. Okay. Yeah, so basically what happened is they needed more space, 
so they expanded. And then after that, people were still able to see the base from outside the technical borders that they placed. So they bought all the land, bought all the land around it again, just to have like a buffer zone where you can't even see because it's just desert, and then the base. So it's kind of crazy that they, you know, did it that bad. And now they they pay. A independent contractor. This is what I thought was kind of crazy. You know the guards at Area 51 that you hear about or whatever? Not government. Mm. They are a private uh, company. Let's see if I can... Acom, I believe. Yep, A-E-C-O-M is the name of the company. Uh, They are a... Basically a security. Private security. And these guys are nuts. Like, they're basically like army rangers type people. And they only do stuff in Las Vegas for, like, casinos and stuff. And this. And I learned why... Well, okay, I learned a theory as to why they don't use army or air force or whoever to guard it. And they use these guys instead. Government contractors are not held to the same rules as military are. Military have rules like, you know, like, you know, the amendments and, um, the biggest one was the, what's it called? The, the, the rules for warfare. The Geneva Convention. Thank you. Yes. The Geneva Convention. They are not held to that. Basically, they can do whatever they want because it's private land. Now, if it were the government on private, on government land then you know they'd have to answer to the people and whatnot but no they just they just hire it out basically and they give them lethal authorization lethal force authorization if needed it's crazy but i i did not know that and i thought that was kind of crazy um one person got close to the line once uh oh actually it was a family because they were uh, tourists held the mother the father and the two kids at gunpoint they hadn't even crossed the line. Uh, but they, and then there was a tour guide who was driving them around the border, got distracted by a question about sports that one of the people asked, and accidentally drove over the line. Almost made it a mile before uh, about six trucks showed up around them, pulled them all out, held them, pushed them onto the ground, held them at gunpoint. And the only reason they didn't get jailed was because there was a there was a camera in the truck. And they watched it, and they were like, oh, yeah, that was clearly an accident kind of thing. Because mm. they, they thought for sure that they were coming in to, like, bomb it or something like that. Dang. It was crazy. How did they get, yeah. did they get a mile onto it, though? Like, if security's that tight? It's like it's like 28 acres or something like that. It's not small. Like, you can't have people everywhere. That would be my guess anyway. But apparently... Imagine they'd have some kind of fence or something. That's though, what right? I thought. I was like, how do you even get past? Like, how would you be like, uh-oh, I accidentally crossed. Like, is there not a fence or yeah. a sign or something? <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, but that is some of the crazy stuff. Uh, oh, heck, I'm just going to blast through these. Here are some conspiracy theories that... Before you go into that, while we were talking about people getting into 
uh, getting onto the base. In 2019, there was a shooting that happened. This was January 28th, where a man drove through the security checkpoint in an attempt to enter the base. And after eight miles of being pursued by base security, Security. The man exited his vehicle carrying a cylindrical object and then was shot dead by security officers Jeez. and sheriff's deputies after refusing to obey requests to halt. wonder what that cylindrical object was. Fusion chamber. <laughs> but yeah, no, Oak these can. guys have lethal authorization. Like, the government says, if you need to, kill them. And Do you guys pa- remember? they're pardoned from that. Was it like three or f- two or three years ago when there was the storm area 51 yeah. thing all going around? What a joke, man. Like, I watched, I saw it on the news. There was like four people there. <laughs> yeah. There was that one guy that like Naruto ran past yeah. the reporter. Do you remember that? Yeah. I was really hoping that like thousands of people would show up, but it was only like 20 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I was so they sad. Can't, they can't shoot us all. Let's go. <laughs> yes, they can. You know, uh, if if they had run onto the base, it would have been kind of funny if they had anticipated it. They just locked everything up, and it was just completely empty. And then they just run out onto an airport. Dude, that's what they should have done. It's just like seriously, like put everything in like an underground bunker that I'm sure they have everything. Then like put like a few like you know just regular old jets in there, they, and they storm in. It's like oh, it's it's literally just some jets. Like all right. <laughs> Or you just Mr. get some like, cheap, cheap, small, inflatable aliens and UFOs and throw them in there. And... Dude, that's what I would do if I was in charge of Area 51. Yep. And the thing is, we don't actually know who's in charge of Area 51. Rumor is, not even the president knows fully what's going on in there. At least that was the case with um, Clinton. Clinton didn't know. I don't know past that for sure i'm guessing obama knew because in 2013 obama was the one that officially announced that area 51 actually existed it's the first time that they ever um acknowledged the existence of it which is kind of crazy um but then as well something else that i found of note is that they've almost besides the roswell incident I've never found them saying, no, we don't do aliens or UFOs or anything. They never say no. They just don't answer. It's always like a we can't confirm or deny kind of thing. It's like the way to do it. If it wasn't aliens, wouldn't you just say, you guys are ridiculous. It's not aliens, you stupid idiots. And then they'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. They're probably right. But they're always like, we can't say. And it's just like, that means it's aliens. (laughs) You know, maybe they could have done something like uh, what Arizona did during the Arizona lights in the 90s, where everyone saw the UFO go through the sky. And so then. Phoenix lights, dude. The Phoenix lights, yeah. So then the government, the governor has a guy dress up in an alien outfit, and they're like, hey, we caught the perp. And they just basically make a joke about it. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's let's quickly go into Bob Lazar first. So Bob Lazar was somebody who claimed that he did work at what was called Sector 4, 
which was basically right next to Area 51. Like, right next to it. I don't know what the difference was, if I'm being completely honest. Sounds like they both just do secret stuff. Um, Bob Lazar claimed that in 1989, he had worked at Area 51 Sector 4. Okay, so Sector 4 is a part of Area 51, sorry. Said to be located underground inside the Papoose Range near Papoose Lake. He claimed that he was contracted to work with alien spacecraft that the government had in its possession. Similarly, the 1996 documentary Dreamland, directed by Bruce Burgess, included an interview with a 71-year-old mechanic engineer who claimed to be a former employee at Area 51 during the 1950s. Uh, let's see. Bob Lazar claimed that he had worked on, quote, Flying Disc Simulator. All right. And a bunch of other... He said they had nine UFO spacecraft within Area 51, and he was supposed to try and reverse engineer them. He claimed they used an element that was not even on the periodic table of elements yet, element 115, which I believe is Moscovium. And he, he said that Moscovium, the aliens had used them to basically create their own gravitational force, which meant they could move, you know, these spacecraft without any fuel and any combustion. Because they created their own gravity, basically, with element 115. Now, mind you, this element didn't exist when he said this, I'm pretty sure. Uh, element 115 was not added to the periodic table. And was element 115 discovered. 2003 is when it was added. And I'm pretty sure he did these interviews in, like, the 90s or... Well, maybe he did it afterwards. I don't remember. He did so many. May 1989. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that wasn't even on the periodic table of elements yet, which is also kind of like, ooh, they had elements we didn't even know about. Which, how many are there now? Like, 118 now? Periodic table of elements. I think there's 118. I could be wrong. Yeah, 118. But yeah, Moscovium. Apparently, Moscovium is insanely dangerous and unstable and insanely heavy or something like that. And apparently, according to this guy, that they have it in some lab somewhere that they were able to get it to make its own gravitational force for less than one second is what the, he said. Mm. Who knows if that's true or not, but I mean, like, if it is, oh, geez. Kind of doubt it or else we'd have flying cars, but whatever. So anyway. supposedly they were able to use element 115 at a later time to somehow uh, manipulate gravity? Uh, yes, I think so. It's what he claimed. Again, who knows? Who's, Maybe. who's he? Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Bob said that? Yeah. Wow, that's news to me. Lazar claims that he examined an aircraft that ran, ran on antimatter reactor powered by the element 115, which at the time had not yet been synthesized. He also claimed to have read U.S. government briefing documents that described alien involvement in human affairs over the past 10,000 years. He also said, which was kind of funny, I don't know if I believe this, but he said that uh, the U.S. government had like a contract with aliens. 
And the, the, the deal was basically, we get to examine their stuff, but we ha- they have to keep them hidden from the public. Was the deal. Like, like, hey, we're aliens. If you keep us hidden and don't acknowledge resistance, we'll help you with technology or something like that. Mm. Which I don't believe that or else we would have, you know, much better stuff than we do now. Well, I don't know. Aliens maybe maybe are stupid. Who knows? But anything else Lazar I can't remember if anything else Lazar said was of super note. Lazar said a ton of stuff. He actually did this he started when he first like started, you know, whistleblowing all of this stuff. He did it under like you think he did it on like a news show and he had his voice altered and didn't show his face or something like that, you know, of one of those super anonymous things. And name went by the name Dennis. Why would you go by the name Dennis? Anyway. Supposedly um his the uh his boss that was just above him, his name was Dennis. Oh really? And he was saying this um to George Knapp who was a reporter for KLAS in Las Vegas, a TV show. And anyway, he stopped doing it under anonymity. Holy crap, it's too late for this. Anonymity. Anyway, he came out and said, like, all right, this is actually me. This is my identity, blah, blah, blah. And people were like, why did you do that why did you give up your name basically and he was like they already knew it was me i'm coming out like to the public because i want people to know if i disappear there's a reason why he's like being an anonymous did not help me keep them or keep me from them so i want people to know it's me and if i disappear they know why kind of thing which you know good for him but he you know didn't get killed in any crazy car accident or whatever so who knows um i don't know how uh, we've been going for 40 minutes i don't want to keep it too long i'm trying to spark notes this i don't know well yeah i'd say that bob lazar's has a crazy story in and of itself that is worth diving into at another time oh for sure that could be multiple episodes on its own. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, it's kind of funny that universities from which he claims to hold degrees from show no record of him and f- supposed former workplaces have disavowed him. That seems weird to me. It's like That's yeah, what everyone uses to discredit him. Well, there's, yeah, there's more stuff on that of evidence. That I mean, if I had like at those places, if I had like, you know, someone go to my college or work at my place and then they kind of went crazy, I wouldn't be like, yeah, no, we have no idea who that guy is. You're like, oh, yeah, he worked for us or yeah, he came to here. No idea what he's doing now. I wouldn't take him off. I wouldn't disavow him or take his degree away. Like, I feel like that's, you know, maybe the government be like, hey, scratch that. It was he the doesn't. first cancel culture. Yeah, seriously. Uh, in 1990, he was convicted for his involvement with, in a prostitution ring. And again in 2006, for, yeah, for selling illegal chemicals. So, 
let's really? let's be real. He wasn't a fully with it man, but I mean, he was smart. Um, moving on from Bob Lazar, uh, I want to just touch on some of the more notable theories um, and see what you guys think of them. I want, I want to hear you like, you know, maybe not like one out of ten, but like believability on what these are. Okay, one. The storage, examination, and reverse engineering of crashed alien spacecraft, including materials supposedly recovered from Roswell, the study of their occupants, and the manufacture of aircraft based on alien technology. What do you think? Likely, unlikely, or somewhere between? I want to say likely, just because I want to believe in aliens right? <laughs> so bad. And that's like that's what you always hear Area 51 is, is it's the alien place. Right. I remember watching Discovery Channel stuff when I was a kid and getting freaked out. About Area 51 or yeah, aliens? Yeah, aliens at Area 51, sorry. Hmm. I uh, think that I am undecided between uh likely and unlikely. Okay. Ooh. Let's see. I, hold on. I forgot to bring up one thing. Like you, Austin, I want to believe it. But based on the lack of evidence and stuff for... I don't know. Like It's just Area 51 specifically that we're talking about here. We talk That's about... Fair. UFOs and other things in other places or other events. Sure. That's completely different. This particular thing, there just doesn't okay. quite seem to be like as <clears throat> heavy of evidence as like other encounters or things like that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's all kinds of stories of people actually seeing stuff out at Area 51, but I, there's no genuine stories that come to mind. So here, I want to, I want to. I forgot one detail. Well, one or two details. And I can't remember what it was. I apparently didn't write this down either. I want to say it was 2018. Um, the United States government came out and said that they did, in fact, have a uh, division with some small funding, is what they said, uh, dedicated to... I can't remember the exact words. It was uh, aerospace aviation... Or something like that. The way they said it, it was clearly UFO, but they didn't want to say UFO. And they, the small amount they said was $22 million towards that, which I don't think is that small. And honestly, that probably was not... They probably did more than that. But they did say, basically they admitted, that they had some people researching alien spacecraft. Mm. And then past that, we actually talked about this on Tangent. In 2021... The Pentagon legit said UFOs were real. Are we glancing past this? Do you not remember that, Lawson? Oh, yeah, that's like still the, a big thing. The that's... Pentagon released like three videos and said, we have no idea what these aircraft are. And like, yeah, you're, I think you're talking about like the Tic Tac video and the Go Fast, the Gimbal Go Fast video. Yeah. I, I don't remember exactly what they were, but you can like hear the people in the videos going, wow, this thing is going so fast, like, what is this? And they're like, we have no idea, kind of thing. Like, And then the, the Pentagon said, yeah, these videos are real, and we don't know what they are. So, I just want there you to... There again, that one is definitely its own 
episode. Right, definitely. But I want I just guys want you guys to remember those things when you're thinking right. about the legitimacy of these kind of things. Because let's not forget the government has admitted to a few things. So there, yeah, there again, <clears throat> it's not me necessarily saying I don't believe in UFOs or don't believe in aliens. Mm-hmm. Just specifically with Area 51, I kind of feel like it's probably just a military base. Fair enough. So then where are they researching aliens, right? <laughs> uh, that is happening in the under the ice secret base in Antarctica. Mm. Of course. Of course, of course. What were we thinking? Uh, you have Bob a lot Lazar. of aliens in your neck of the woods, though, Austin. I do. In the desert. S- just we need uh, to make it out to, like, Dugway or something. Go UFO sighting. Some people call that Area 52. Yep. Oh, really? That's funny. Uh, I did want to point out really quick that if you're really interested in what uh, Bob Lazar has to say, he made his own documentary. I want to. I don't. I don't. It's probably not on Netflix or anything like that. Well, I think it's called Bob I Lazar. Think, I think it was on Amazon Prime, and it was done by uh, I forget the journalist. It's called Bob, it Bob Lazar, Lazar Area Fifty One and Flying Saucers. Yeah. We should watch it. Do go. You know, do it has a twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So <laughs> just putting that Wait, out there. It, does say it's on Netflix and Prime. I was I saw it and it was good. I oh, yeah? really like. I haven't seen. I'm oh, actually really you watched it. Definitely need to watch it? that, and then you need to listen to Joe Rogan's. Um, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, his interview with Bob Lazar. Super oh, nice. he actually had him. Oh, dude, yeah. I need to listen to that. that. And the episode with David Fravor, the pilot from the USS Nimitz yes. that saw the yes. the FLIR UFO video. Sounds good too. All right, all right. I will add those to my list. Um, Brian, is is this uh, Bob Lazar documentary better than the one we watched about the doctor that removes alien implants from people? <laughs> it's so much better. That one was like, oh, it was so slow and so dry seeing the, that doctor. It was awful. Yeah, this one's actually really interesting. They go into a lot of specific details. Let's see. Let me find. Okay, you guys ready for the next theory? How do I do this? Ah, nuts. Ah, I hit the wrong button. Okay, here we go. All right. Uh, Next theory is that it is a... The central place for meeting or joint undertakings with extraterrestrials. Kind of the same thing, but this is uh, less about spacecraft and more about extraterrestrial in general. So I'm guessing your answers are probably going to be fairly similar. So say that theory again. Uh, Meetings or joint undertakings with extraterrestrials. Gotcha. So it's like... The UN building of the intergalactic races. Right. So it's the United Nations of Aliens, then. I suppose so. Uh, I give that a no. Okay. Well, I think if it's... Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Probably a no for me, too. I think they're more investigating aliens there rather than having summits and conferences with them. Well, first of all, not that I like. I mean, okay, that's that's an all right theory. But I mean, there's there's not there's no like spice to it. There's Uh there's nothing to like bring it in. There's no abduction there. It's oh, yeah, you get together and talk. Okay. here's the thing. What human like it's just a really funny image for me to me imagine to imagine like all these high like elites from the U.S. that are in the government gathering at Area 51 and this UFO descends from the sky and these aliens walk down and they shake hands and then they just go sit at a conference table and talk like no. Well, one of the things that uh, Bob Lazar did mention is that when he was walking through the base he claimed to see through like the window of one of the doors uh people like operating on a gray small being with a large spherical head and then he immediately got like yanked away from the door saying keep your eyes down while you're walking or something like that which in my mind i'm like why would you do the operation in a door that has a window At least cover they up walk. the window, you idiots. They walk right past everything you can't see. Well, yeah. keep, keep your head down. Don't, don't be looking around. So I'm what not sure Not sure how I feel about that one, but he did mention that, something about that. So, I mean, like, Stanley, maybe it's... What are you doing? Close the windows! I don't know what they mean by joint undertakings. Uh, joint undertaking is a term rarely used in practice and not well accepted by doctrine. The larger sense includes any form of agreement between two or more participants. Oh, well, that's boring. Okay. Okay. What's the next Next, one? The development of exotic energy weapons for the Strategic Defense Initiative or other weapon programs. 100%. I could see that. Yep, for sure. I think it ties in with researching aliens, though. Researching extraterrestrial technologies, like different propulsion, different... Uh-huh. like materials, armor, weapon technologies. I think it all ties in together. Okay, next. The development of weather control. No. Hmm. No. People that say it's up in Alaska, my friend. Yeah. Uh, there, I, I didn't even hear about this at all. Like, I didn't know it was a thing, but apparently, uh, apparently there, did you know that we've tried to convince, like, try to control hurricanes before? I didn't know that. And and then you got Trump's theory. What if you just drop a an atomic bomb inside of a hurricane, huh? <laughs> I don't know. That probably would disrupt it enough. But well, if anyone would do that, it would be America. Anyway, like, I didn't know that. Apparently, we've been, like, dropping some, like, chemicals in, like, hurricanes and stuff like that for a little while now. Well, not recently. Chemicals. Aren't they devastating not, enough? Do we need to add more chemicals to them? I don't them know if it was it? chemicals. They said it, They said the name for it, and it was something so weird. I had no idea what it was. Like, Let's imagine, put it, imagine in it, and then we'll light it on fire. Well, like imagine that you survive a hurricane. Your house is three streets over. Everything is destructive, but then there's like lingering chemicals that give you all cancer, and you all die from that. Like. Hmm. That just seems weird. And then they say that uh, it's they use it in the uh, des- desert so that nobody can like get hurt or whatever when that weather control goes wrong. I don't know if I believe this one either, but it is a theory. 
Let's see. If they, oh, yeah. if they could control the We worked the with General Electric with, in the attempt to control a hurricane, apparently. From 1962 to 1983, the government ran a project called Storm Fury, where they used silver iodide to weaken cyclones. Hmm. So, silver iodide, that's what I heard. I don't know what silver iodide is, but I don't want to be ingesting it either. Silver iodide is an inorganic compound with the formula AGL. It's a bright yellow solid. Um, highly photosensitive. Exploited in silver-based photography. Darkens on exposure to light. It is used in photography and artificial rainmaking. See? Ooh, so that we're talking chemtrails. Yes, sir. All right, next theory. The development of time travel and teleportation technology. Eyes in with aliens and all the weapons stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... It could just as easily be researched there as any other military base. Why not? All right. Next is the development of exotic propulsion systems related to the Aurora program. 100%. Totally. Same, same thing. I don't know if you get... Do you know what the Aurora program is? It is... Uh, it was in the mid-80s to make Renaissance aircraft, basically, that could no, no one could ever find or see or whatever... Um, they made planes like complete triangles and it looked ridiculous. If you look up uh, Project Aurora, you can see what they were like supposed to look like. And bruh, it looks like oh, a it whoa. looks like a UFO. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. I can see how someone could mistake that for a weird UFO, yeah. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, some of the Stealth aircrafts were also um, researched or developed at Area 51, right? Right. Okay. Let's go on to this next one. Activities related to the sh a shadowy one-world government or the Majestic 12 organization. You guys heard about That's the Majestic right. 12? Now we're talking. See, this is what I'm saying. You get something like this, as spicy is good. All right. Majestic 12 is its own video or own podcast slash video. I'm not even going to touch on that. Well, okay, I'll touch on it, but that's it. <laughs> Majestic 12, also known as the MJ-12 for short, is a purported organization that appears in UFO conspiracy theories. The organization is claimed to be the code name of an alleged secret community of scientists, military leaders, and government officials formed in 1947. Uh, basically, think Men in Black, similarly. But yeah, so what, 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 what's your what's your thoughts on that? I need Mountain Dew. Um, the one world government to me that I think is more Bohemian Grove than Area Fifty One. I don't know anything True. about that, so that, you'll have to. You don't know that, about so. Bohemian Grove? Oh, that's, that's a good a episode. Good that's a good that's, one. That's a good one. Well, it's one basically carry that one. Basically, it's like this retreat for the elite of the elite, the elite around the country and the world, and they go there, and supposedly they do weird stuff, but they have this ritual where they burn a giant owl that's named Moloch, and they like all wear these weird robes and stuff. Um, but it's like political figures, business magnates, and like powerful people from around the world that go there, like every year. So Alex Jones has done, if you if you can. 
if you can stand listening to Alex Jones, has some some information on Bohemian Grove. But okay. interesting. I think we should do an episode on that, too. Well, you can choose that as your topic. I'd love to hear that. That sounds crazy. <clears throat> All right. Um, let's see. Is there any more noteworthy theories? Unknown chemical uh, research. It's like coming up with uh, new elements and chemical warfare kind of stuff. I definitely think so. There's the whole desert area that they're able to test out there and do whatever they want, so for sure. Yeah. Making and or storing of black helicopters. Do you know what black helicopters are? I didn't know what they were. The they stealth have... helicopters that were used to in the Bin Laden raid? No, th this is referring to the helicopters that always seem to follow a UFO sighting to clean up the... Uh any evidence like men in black basically but they're black helicopter I, I didn't hear about it at all until this so it says the black helicopter is a symbol of an alleged conspiratorial military takeover of the united states in the american militia movement and has also been associated with ufos Men in Black and similar conspiracies. Stories of black helicopters first appeared in the 1970s and were linked to reports of cattle mutilation. So where I've heard of black helicopters is what Jack said, like after a UFO, after people see a UFO, then these government officials come and say, hey, you didn't see anything. But then like they'll also report seeing military helicopters chasing after the UFO. So Interesting. All right, uh, this one, kind of a no-brainer. This is called, this theory is secret military aircraft. I wonder, I wonder if they do that. Definitely That's, not. Oh, no, they wouldn't no, keep no. secrets from us. We have uh, a trustworthy government. The interrogation of captured alien slash alien autopsies. That's just another alien thing. And those yeah. are those are the most prevalent ones. There's a so honestly, like I feel the only ones that I really don't think it is is like having an intergalactic UN there. That seems kind of yeah, that's, that's funny. Why would you do it there? Well, I mean, hey, you take them over to Vegas and you show them a good time. So I don't yes, know. Sir. And then Do you the know other that one every employee like, gets flown in to Area 51? You're not allowed to drive on? I didn't know yeah, that. they've got I mean, their own special airline that just has a red bar going across it. And then the... Uh, uh, the airlines that fly them is called Janet Airlines. Which I thought was weird. I'm like, I've never heard of Janet Airlines before. Uh, and that's because it's only used for basically that. That's it. Uh, Highly classified fleet of passenger aircraft operated for the United States Department of the Air Force as an employee shuttle to transport military and contractor employees. Yep. Uh, let's see. And it actually stands for something. It's an acronym. It's just another non-existent terminal. Ah. Could they be more on the nose? <laughs> Wait, just another non 
existent term. So there's more yes. than one. Apparently. Uh, okay. But uh, there's a few more a few more things I wanted to say here. Let's see. It says uh, in the mid-1950s, civilian aircraft flew under 20,000 feet while military aircraft flew up to 40,000 feet. The U-2 began flying above 60,000 feet, and there was an increasing number of UFO sightings reported. Sightings occurred most often during early evening hours when airline pilots flying West saw the U-2 silver wings reflection on the setting sun, giving the aircraft a fiery appearance. Uh, many sightings report reports came to the Air Force's project, project Blue Book, which investigated U.S. UFO sightings. That's the one I was talking about, I believe. Uh, through air traffic controllers and letters to the government, the project checked U-2 and later Oxcart flight records to eliminate the majority of UFO flight reports that it received during the late 50s and 60s. Although it could not reveal the, to the letter writers, to the letter writers, the truth behind what they saw. Similarly, veterans of exponential projects such as Oxcart saw at Air Force Area 51 agree that their work inadvertently prompted many of the UFO sightings and other rumors. So, a lot of, I mean, of course they're claiming this, but they're basically claiming that it was the U-2 testing that was basically all of the UFO sightings. I mean, of course they would, but it also kind of makes sense. But the U-2, like, it looks... You could easily identify that as a plane. Like, it's unique, but it's pretty easily identifiable as a plane. Um, yeah, that's kind of weird to but, say that that's everything. But, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta realize that during, at this time, civilian aircraft flew at under 20,000 feet, while this one flew above 60,000 feet. It's more than three times higher, so they probably couldn't see it that well. And apparently the silver on the wings made it look fiery. I don't know. I'm not saying, like, it was clearly that, but that's something to take in consideration. I will say it has a unique look to it for its time, for sure. Mm -hmm. it, is, it is unique, but... And the whole point of it was to fly so high that it couldn't be seen by radar. And, right. and achieve that goal. And it could basically fly for so long. Like, at the time, like, basically, like, it was insane how, how the distance it could cover. Flew it over 70,000 feet. Pilots must wear a full pressure suit. Similar to those worn by astronauts. Uh, da -da. I want to see if it had the range on here somewhere. Uh Relatively light at 16,000 pounds. Doesn't seem very light to me, but okay. Range, uh, 7, 000, over 7,000 miles. Dang. That's, a, that's a lot of miles. Let's see. Uh, miles east and west U.S. I don't know how. What? What? No. I didn't want to know the distance from my location to Alaska. 
Thanks, Google. Let's see. Okay, the length of the United States is 2,800 miles wide. That thing could cover that three times, almost, without needing to be refueled. Which is kind of wow. crazy. That's insane. Anyway, not not the point of this episode. Uh, something else is that many of the hypotheses concern underground facilities at Groom or Papoose Lake, also known as S4, which uh, Bob Lazar was mentioned at, which uh, and in claims of transcontinental underground railroad system and disappearing airstrip nicknamed the Cheshire Airstrip. Have you guys heard of that? Nope. Okay, apparently a Cheshire airstrip uh, it briefly appears when water is sprayed onto its camouflaged asphalt and engineered based on en- alien technology. They, ba- hey. they claim it's just a disappearing uh, runway, I guess. Which is kind of weird. Uh, they believe that the the rumors helped to maintain secrecy over Area 51's actual operations. The veterans deny the existence of a vast underground railroad system, although many of Area 51's operations did occur underground. What else do we got? Uh, I guess we can go over, in July of 2019, more than 2 million people responded to a joke proposal to storm Area 51, which appeared in an anonymous Facebook post. Uh, titled Storm Area 51, They Can't Stop Us All, in an attempt to, quote, see them aliens. There's a picture next to it that says, clap alien cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) Alien cheeks. (laughs) Goodness. Uh, Oh, actually, I was wrong. Apparently 15, somewhere between 1,500 and 3,000 people showed up to the festival. While over 150 people made the journey over several miles of rough roads to get to near the gates. Oh, so only 150 people made it to the gates. Seven people were reportedly arrested during the event. Nice. Alright, that's about an hour. Uh, I'm going to stop right there. Thoughts? It's real. I believe it. Well, of course it's real. It's definitely a real place. Aliens, I I'm I'm on board. Aliens are uh, there. There's there's no way we're the only ones in the universe, so that that's that's clear. But you know, who knows for sure? I want to know if uh, I can't. Rem- I remember at least a little while ago, Area 51 was blocked out on Google Maps, like blurred out. Is that still the case? So it seems like in the in the early 2000s that Russia put out a satellite image of Area 51, and then from there, basically the genie was out of the bottle and they quit trying to hide satellite photos. That's probably around the same time that they acknowledged the existence of it. Obama was the one that said, yes, it exists. And I'm sure after that, they're like, yeah, we don't care anymore. But I remember, I remember looking at google maps as a kid and looking at it and seeing it was just like a big like blurred square yeah i remember that as well but yeah it's kind of crazy very crazy and there's seriously so much like 
I like studying for this. I like watched like four videos and like two podcasts, and there's still so much that like I have I have no idea about. Okay, so tell us what you think Area Fifty One is all about, and if you would like to hear an episode on Bob Lazar and what was that one you're talking about the Paradise Grove Bohemian Grove Bohemian Grove that's a good one that's gonna take some research that'll take you down a dark dark hole (laughs) Uh, yeah I skipped a ton of the history just because I don't think people really care about the history as much like you know the aviation stuff as much as the theories and stuff like that so there's that uh but yeah um area 51 aliens well done jack well done (laughs) aliens that's my favorite meme of all time dude so good it's it's a classic dude it is um but yeah uh, you guys uh, got anything else to say before we uh, wrap up? Wrap up. I don't think so. It's uh, it's been fun. It's been a pleasure. Sorry, I'm. I, uh, we're recording later than normal, and that's my bad. I was I was on the road, but so sorry to keep you guys up a little bit later than normal. It's uh, oh! it's all right. Just remembered the news that we needed to talk about. Oh, my goodness. That it is February 22nd, 2022, and in 22 minutes, it is going to be 22 hours and 22 minutes. That's pretty big. Wow. Well, by the time they listen to this, it'll be the 28th, but (laughs) that's fine. Yeah. In spirit, you're going to be celebrating with us. I'm sure you celebrated in your own way last week, but... Yeah. Happy Tuesday. Ah, Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening and or watching. We love you all. And uh, uh, you guys got anything or am I going to finish this off on my own? Finish it Go off it. strong. Just oh. how you started it, started it up strong. <laughs> Rude. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, share with your friends if you uh, have friends that are interested in this kind of crazy stuff. Send us what you think what we should talk about. Uh, any crazy stories you've heard about. Any personal stories you'd like us to read on the air. Uh, anonymously or not. And subscribe. Now that that's a thing. Because we're on YouTube. And comment. We're on uh, YouTube. On the YouTube. And have yourselves a lovely week until our next episode. Farewell. Goodbye. Goodbye.